Welcome to the Hidden Wise 30-minute power segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive, and I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week, I'll be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about, with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers. I'm simply trying to figure life out. And through greater awareness and understanding, I can put into practice what I learn to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast. This is episode 935. This is my interview with Cody Lowry, and we're discussing his book, Schmooze, what they should teach at Harvard Business School. Cody himself is a entrepreneur, and he works in many motivational circles as well. And in this book, he shares his experiences in life on how to be better at relationships, how to not take yourself so seriously and put a little bit more fun into life so that we can all live a much more satisfactory life as we wish. So interesting conversation, guys. Hope you get a bit out of it. And if you do like the information that we share here, please pick up a copy of his book. The link is in the show notes. Talk soon. Cody, welcome to the uh, Hidden White Podcast. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, and I thank you very much, Lee, for having me. No, it's, it's great to have you here. Uh, mate, we've got, um, you've got a new book coming out called Schmooze. Schmooze, what they should teach at Harvard Business School, and it's a it's a chronicle of a very eclectic life, and uh, it's some people ask me, well, who, who's it targeted to? Hmm. And it's it's targeted to you know teenagers to people in their you know seventies and eighties because there's something in there for everyone. So what's the um, what? What is this word schmooze? It sounds a bit sleazy almost to me when I first came across yeah, it. Yeah, you know what? And, and absolutely, I've redefined the word schmooze. Yeah, uh, schmooze comes from the Yiddish word, which means to chat idly and to, you know basically glad hand and, and those kinds of things. But I've redefined it, and uh, it's it's a whole lot more than that. It's about a winning smile. It's about making a great first impression. Uh, it's about uh, mentoring the people. It's about putting a little chutzpah in your life. It's about having fun. You know, life is short, and I don't care if you live to be 100. You know, you got to have fun, and I wake up every morning wanting to have fun. Um, it's it's um, letting yourself, you know, just kind of sit back and maybe laugh at yourself. Sometimes we take ourselves a, a little bit too seriously. Absolutely. Um, it's, 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 um, it's about being kind to all. And there's many, uh, there's many stories in there of uh, uh, lessons that, um, you know, I, I, I taught my kids and I'm very proud of. It's about uh, building lasting relationships. It's, uh, it's about uh, customer service and how to dazzle them and, you know, 
trying to do what the people at Chick-fil-A do. Yeah. Uh, it's about built. So what is it? Built. Is it about relationships, the, the crux of the book, the, the overall theme? The whole book, yeah, schmoozing is, is you know, from – from cover to cover, it is about uh, relationships, and you'll you'll read stories in there about uh, how relationships really um, made some incredible things happen in my life. Yeah, and um, in the in the front of the book, uh, in the in the cover jacket, you know, they talk about uh, um, setting up a meeting with the president of the United States in one week, being chosen to carry the torch in the Olympic torch relay receiving a super bowl ring from an nfl hall of fame coach getting a baseball signed by the pope auditioning for saturday night live and those things all come by being uh somebody who's seasoned at building relationships and so many times lee when we talk about building relationships we think wow that's going to be you know that's going to be a a month a week or a month a year blah blah relationships start in the first 30 seconds people mm. are already making you know a decision about whether or not they want to go forward with uh with that relationship so yeah. you know i think what people will they'll take away from this book is that um how how very important that is what um i mean some some have related it to um, Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Is that something you'd agree with? It's it's sort of along the lines of, yeah, the relationships well, I, and building I relationships. I was flattered when they, they said it. And, they, you know, that guy is iconic. That book was written in 1936. And uh, I actually was one of the first uh, books that I ever read. And, and I got a lot out mm. of it. I think... I think um, I'm not sure where you picked that up, but I think what they what they said it's a modern day um, take uh, how to how to win friends and and it is because there's there's modern day stories in there and that people can relate to. I think one of the things that probably differentiates this book Lee from other uh, self help books is that every every lesson that I I, I try to to teach. It's from a real life experience that I have. And most of these life experiences um, are kind of wows. I mm. mean, they're, they're, they're big things. Yeah. And um, but uh, with that said, um, it, it's the, anybody can uh, can uh, do the kinds of things that I did and and, uh, you know, enhance and embellish their life. Yeah, so I mean, just going to you know, someone wanting to pick up this book, I guess you could say that it's it's a book about helping people build relationships and improve the quality of the relationships for their overall, um, you know, happiness, performance, etc. Yeah, I, I would say it's that, and 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 maybe more than than just uh, uh, the relationships. Uh, as I said, it's uh, earlier. It's it's a, it's about you know, having fun in life. And, you know, um, one of the things, one of the chapters in there that I, that I really, uh, love and I, and I wish every parent, every grandparent could read it and pass it on to their children or their grandchildren. And, and it's called schmoozing from the podium. Mm. And it's a gift that I learned 
uh, at a very young, young age, you know, nobody's, nobody grows up and, you know, is uh, Zig Ziglar, right? You, uh, it, it's, it's a learned experience. Warren Buffett, when he first started in business, he used to get ill at the podium. And coincidentally, he took the, uh, he had to take the Dale Carnegie course to overcome his fear of getting up at the podium. But, you know, I, I encourage, I encourage parents and grandparents to, you know, get their kids started early and so they can stand up in front of a group, uh, you know, down the road with confidence and, and uh, ha- have an oppor- opportunity to, uh, you know, make presentations or pitch or whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just standing in front of a crowd to speak is, is a fear that many have, including myself. So what can you give us um, from that experience in your, well, your experiences, I suppose, maybe some practical takeaways on, on how to how to schmooze from the podium? Yeah, so it's, it's I got to tell you, but my, my, my big takeaway um, from, um, the, uh, from, from that chapter is, it, first of all, you've got to, you gotta, you gotta practice and you gotta, yeah. you gotta get up and you got, and you gotta do it. But you, you know, you always, always, always have to be prepared. I was at a, a function about a year and a half ago. Um, it was for a big automotive manufacturer, one of their dealers, and they had just spent about $30 million building this beautiful dealership and they were having the you know the everybody in from the the obviously the city but uh the factory and what have you and they were um everybody was making speeches and they had the one guy that was there he was um he was uh vice president north american operations for this manufacturer you would know the brand Hmm. and I I, uh, I knew who he was. I introduced myself before the, the little meeting, and and then I watched everybody get up and you know do their little talk. The dealer got up and he said something. The mayor got up and he appreciated. He would you know he thanked the dealer for you know you know uh, building this beautiful building and you know hiring more people and what have you. And as everybody was looking, I I, I kept looking at this uh, vice president and he was, his mind was somewhere else, but it wasn't right there. Right. And he was looking around. I looked, he didn't have any notes. And, uh, I thought, Oh my God. And, uh, sure enough, he got up there and he started giving the, uh, you know, the brand can speech, you know, our brand stands for a, and he, he, he named what it was. It, and and B and and then he went C and he forgot what C was hmm. and everybody was going what you know and he he looked around and he was kind of looking for help from one of the people that worked from uh, for him and nobody said anything so I I have always believed that you know people say I'm very good at the podium hmm. and and you know I've I've had standing ovations and, and everything, but I can tell you it's, it's not because, um, of, of anything less than, you know, I really, really prepare. 
and you, you can't take any audience for granted. You got to know your audience. And um, so I would say that's one of the takeaways from yeah. that book. Uh, Preparation is key, and I guess practice, like anything, is is going to help you improve. But um, yeah, I can certainly relate to the the preparation piece. Uh, you know, standing up, I went through Toastmasters to try and overcome my fear of speaking, and uh, certainly go. preparation was a big part of of being more confident up up behind the podium or without the podium. So uh, yeah, what um, you you mentioned before, you know, relationships um, and and relationships really starting in the in the first 30 seconds and clearly you've you've had some some great wins i suppose you could call them um you know with with meeting with the president and things like that what's your advice on on getting a relationship kicked off you know in that in that short sort of period of 30 seconds and then beyond okay well let's 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 just um if i could just uh, embellish your your scenario here and let's just say that you're a millennial and you're going in for a job, hmm. okay? And I have probably 25 millennials that work for me. Um, and, and so I, I know the breed and they're wonderful. Uh, but um, sometimes they come in, they're not very prepared. Number, number one, um, they know very little about the company, you know, um, and so is that coming in for an interview? Got, I'm sorry. Is that coming in for an interview for a job or something? Yeah. So let's say we're coming in for an interview. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Why do you think so, that is? Why do you think they, they don't prepare? I, 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 I think it's, it's, it started from the crib, you know, and, and, uh, that's, that's, you know, that's the nature of the beast. I'm, I'm a, I'm a baby boomer. So I'm, I'm, I'm completely different. And, um, you know, it's just, it just the, it's the way it is. Hmm. Um, I think that there, there, there should be better attention giving, given to um, the attire. Um, botany suits back in the 60s, and you have to Google this one, they, um, they actually came out with a positioning line. It, their positioning line was, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Hmm. And these young people come in dressed like, you know, they're, you know, they're going out to the ballpark or something. And, you know, if they're really interested about making a, a, a good impression and, and starting that relationship on a positive note, you got to make sure you, you look the part. And um, so I, I think that's very important. And then uh, what I teach, what I teach my people, um, and, and it's it's something I've, I've lived by for many many years. Number one, you build relationships. Number two, you get your your customers to trust you. And third, and most importantly, uh, Lee, you never let them down. Hmm. Yeah. And. Uh, it's given us the opportunity to have clients for over thirty years. Yeah, same client. Yeah, the um, that whole building trust, um, you know, very integral to to any relationship getting started on the right foot. Any any thoughts or suggestions you can give us on, on you know really building that trust and, and starting off with a you know from a place of trust. Yeah, I I think 
I, well, trust is is uh, relative, and and and, and it's in in the 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 term is uh, you know broad, but uh, you know I think going back to our scenario, um, you have to be in in, in an interview. Um, uh, I would recommend being very very transparent. Um, they'll know when you're not being genuine. And, and, you know, that's a nice thing about millennials. I mean, you know, they'll let you know right up front, you know, hey, what are, what, I'm really interested in, you know, uh, you know, my time off and, you know, and my benefits and, and all those things. I mean, we're all interested in and, and the millennials are, are obviously a little bit more dialed, dialed into that. But, uh, uh, you know, just... Making sure that you aren't BSing somebody. Yeah, I can sit and interview, and I know when somebody's BSing me. Why do you think people so. do that? I mean, it's 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 pretty common. There's, certainly, I see it all the time, and um, there's just a lack of authenticity, and, and people have it, have it, this need to it, put up this false um, you, false front. You, you know what it is? It will go back to smoozing from the poem. It's lack of preparation. Yeah, it's, you know, they're only it's the only road they can take because. Um, you know, they're not prepared. But when you're meeting people, like, I don't know, let's say you go to a function or something, networking function, whatever it might be, um, you don't necessarily have anything to prepare for other than you're going to an event and having some food and meeting people. Um, but even in those scenarios, you know, it's people seem to come up and, and just be full of it. Right. Um, you know, that's always been just... Uh, Real easy for me. I, I, and this is in the book. Uh, some friends of ours threw a big party at a big uh, club in Orlando, Florida, on top of mm. this big building, and it was at Christmas. And um, the maitre d came up to the gentleman who was throwing the Christmas party, and the maitre d looked over at me. He was talking to my friend, but he he looked over at me. He said, "We're going to have to cut him off." Well. me and uh yeah i hadn't had the, i hadn't had a drink <laughs> i hadn't had a beer i hadn't had anything you know so i was making everybody laugh and you know um i i would like to to make sure that we can uh, mention this the the first chapter of the book i think uh will kind of type um some 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 loose ends here because you know i i started out in a uh, family that uh, within a seven-year period, a seven-mile radius, moved 32 times. And, mm. You know, we uh, we had Saint Vincent de Paul delivering food at our house, and and uh, you know, I was selling newspapers at uh, on the street corner. Uh, uh, you know, at age 11 to you know make money. Uh, Lee, may I ask you a question? Would you buy a paper if I told you where you got your shoes? What you born? What state you were born in, and how many birthdays you've had? Sorry, would I buy a paper? A paper? Would you buy a paper if I told you where you got your shoes, what state you were born in, how many birthdays you've had? So that was my pitch when I was eleven years old. You got your shoes on your feet. You were born in the state of infancy, and you've only had one birthday the day you were born. So I started out at age eleven. You know, building relationships and. You know, learning, uh, you know, that no doesn't necessarily mean no. You know, 
Paper, sir? No. Paper, like a, paper a newspaper. Where huh? you got your shoes? Huh? A newspaper you're talking about? Well, it's, you're starting out at age 11, yeah. Yeah, yeah right, okay. You've had uh, a bit of a journey then in the sales the game as well. Yeah. Which is all about creating that connection, isn't it? Absolutely. Do you find, so going back, um, you mentioned fun as well, having fun every day um, and how that's a big right. part of, you know, the, the life and what they should be teaching us perhaps at Harvard Business School. Uh, right. We all take ourselves very seriously these days, I think, and I'm guilty of that. I think the world takes itself too seriously as well. Um, what are your thoughts? So, I, I and I mentioned this in the book, hmm. you know, everybody wasn't born with a lampshade on their head. I was. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's it's helped me. It's helped me in business. It's helped me, uh, you know, in, in, uh, in the social world. It's helped me, you know, you know, commandeer my way through various situations in a meeting where I needed to break the ice. And, and, um, so I, I know that it's, um, um, it's not easy for everyone, but, uh, you gotta do it. Mm. I play golf a lot and I play golf with a guy. Um, How often do you play golf? Um, I, I try to play on weekends. Yeah. Um, but, um, this uh, this one gentleman that I play with, very successful. Nobody wants to play with this guy. And that's because he's got his chin in his chest all the time. And, um, you know, is never if he gets a birdie, he doesn't even smile. And so um, they, um, they said, hey, do you want to play with Terry? I'll tell you his name, Terry, because nobody wants to play with Terry, right? Yeah. And I said, yeah, I'll play with Terry. And so, poor Terry. you know, yeah, well, yeah, poor Terry. And so we, um, uh, we start playing and on the, uh, the second hole, I mean, he, uh, he makes a birdie or some crazy, crazy putt. And I went, wow. And he just starts, well, I said, Hey, I said, smile. What's wrong with that? That was beautiful. And he looked at me. Nobody's ever talked to him that way. He's a big guy, by the way. Mm. And I said, come on, man. You just made a birdie. And uh, so now we're getting to the cart, and he starts thinking about it. And about, about uh, I don't know, three or four holes down, you know, he, he makes another great putt, and he immediately looks over at me, and he smiles. And, you know, the day he is one of the more pleasant guys I play golf with. So, you there know, you it's, yeah, you, you, you got to have fun and you, you got to, that, uh, that, uh, you, you, and, and like I, I think I said earlier, you got to, you got to be able to laugh at yourself. Yeah. I remember, I, I remember coming in from uh, work one time. I've got three kids. They're all millennials now, but, um, I came in and my, my, my wife and I had just bought this, uh, uh, green emerald, uh, suede couch and I was so proud of that thing and big wrap around and I walked in one e- evening after work and I I mean I'd always get in around you know seven o'clock or eight o'clock or whatever and there's a big stain on my green suede couch mm. 
I went, who could possibly have done this, you know? And so I, I called my three kids up from upstairs and I said, Cody, Kip, Chelsea, upstairs, quick. Up they came, you know? And I, and I did it in a, a tone, not like I just did now. Uh, they, surely they must have thought somebody died, right? Yeah. And uh, I looked at the stain and I looked at them and I said, I want to know who did it. I want to know the truth. And I want to know now. And my young son, Cody, looks at me and he says, Dad, you can't handle the truth. And uh, in that, with the Jack Nicholson cadence, right? Yeah. And I started laughing. And today it's, it's just one of the more memorable moments in my life. And uh, so, you know, laugh at yourself. Yeah. Uh, who did the, uh, who made the stain in the end? So I will tell you who made the stain. It wasn't one of my, my kids. His name was Greg, Greg Suarez. Uh, I'm sorry to say that he has left us, but um, he was, um, I don't know, maybe had a couple too many beers, and he, and he just drooled all over the couch. Right. <laughs> yeah, but he, he was a wonderful young man. Fantastic. Right, uh, look, schmooze, interesting word, um, certainly got my attention. Um, I wish you all the best with the book. It has been released on Amazon. I can see it there uh, at the moment. It was released on the 21st of July. Um, so, yeah, wishing you best with the, the, the launch of the book and um, want to encourage people to, to go out and grab a copy of It Sounds of Interest. I'll stick the links in the show notes for this uh, particular episode. Mate, um, yeah, thanks for coming on. Is there any final words of advice, Cody, that you want to leave us with? May the schmooze be with you. <laughs> nice one. Mate, thanks so much, guys. Check it out at thehiddenwide.com. We'll, um, we'll see you next time. Peace, passion, and purpose. Thank Bye. you. Thanks, Katie. Bye, mate. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life, a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwhy.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions, or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwhyguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwide.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Why. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in The Hidden Why, click the Ratings and Reviews button, and leave me a short message plus a one to five star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose, and in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden Why Podcast. My name is Liam Arnoldsey. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.